Welcome to Sacred Realms. It's a great day in Hyrule, y'all. Welcome to Sacred Realms, a Zelda retrospective podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Willoughby, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Willoughby. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Lyndon. It is uh, October, one of the best months of the year. We are closing up on my personal birthday, which I'm always excited about. And we're here to talk about uh, Skyward Sword and my uh, favorite, personal favorite Zelda game at this moment. We'll see where it lands after our full playthrough is complete. I mean, we're a fair amount of the way into the game at this point, so I gotta believe that your opinion is mostly firmed up, but also we're approaching the worst section of the game. Yeah, approaching hands down by far the worst section of this game and maybe any Zelda game. So, uh, like, that's, I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's up bad. there, man. Like, it's it's really bad. up there. So, so that is all good. Um, we're not there yet. We had a fun section of game this time. And um, we have a guest this week. We Yeah, we're uh, two. Actually, that's three weeks in a row. Uh, four weeks, four weeks in a row. Right. Because we had we had Mike and then we had Sam and then we had Max. And now we've got. <gasps> no, who do we have. Who do we, we, have? D- we didn't have anybody for Ancient Sister. And it was just you, me and you. Oh, yeah. And that was even a really fun time. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. why I'm like skipping over and, it. And, and we also didn't have anyone for the Isle of Songs. So you're like way off base. Yeah. <laughs> we, however, this time have our good friend, Kylie Parker, Captain Dangerous herself, joining us for the podcast today. Hey, hey Kylie. Kylie. Hello. What's up, my dudes? Always happy to be here. Always have a blast. I legitimately look forward to this every time you guys ask me. I clear my schedule because this is like the highlight of my work week life in general oh <laughs> man that's so sweet and like it's it's no, like, been way it. too really long are. i mean i was actually thinking about it because it didn't really feel like it had been because just in general this entire podcast feels like it's taken like a month and really we've been at it for the better part of a year and but it's all just such right. a huge freaking blur and so when i was thinking i was like okay we got to get kylie back on she wasn't on that long ago and i was like oh that was like front half of Link's awakening i think was the last time you were on yeah it was and i was like oh sure. my gosh that's been forever okay yep it's kylie time <laughs> bring her back no i always love being on here this is like like i said i get to chill with my homies make a drink and just have fun. yeah yeah it. um i mean how are things going with you kylie i mean just obviously since we talked last um, I think the the whole Skyward Sword partnership, for instance, that you were doing with Nintendo was just kind of like a tease that you dropped in our last episode and then ended up being, as per usual, this whole suite of breathtaking images done in collaboration with the most official people you could possibly be working with. So, um, <laughs> so clearly you've been busy. Yes, for sure. Um, gosh, it feels like so long ago that I did that. Yeah, did uh, some little promo stuff for um, for Skyward Sword releasing. Uh, obviously, been just keeping busy with you know work stuff in general, um, new collaborations, new stuff coming down the pipeline with not only Nintendo but other clients that I've been partnering uh, partnering with. Um, 
you know, in the gaming world and, you know, just in general, like, uh, I know I was kind of stating off recording how <laughs> I've been, I've been crazy busy with just this being, uh, the busiest month for, uh, photos in general being, you know, wedding photos, people photos, and also product photos, uh, Halloween and fall is a very, um, loved month. And a lot of uh, promotional stuff comes with that. So I've been busy, but in all the best ways, I've been very much. Yeah, I'm actually it. sitting over here. I got one of those, um, uh, one of the Good Smile Journey Traveler figurines that you did the photography of. Yes. Yeah, your your images mm-hmm. were so good that I went and got one for myself and it's sitting right here on <gasps> oh, my desk. Yeah, so, I love to yeah. hear that. It looks really I'm cool. So Thank you. So I, I want a little side note with that. So those pictures, I actually legitimately traveled into the mountains, the Smoky Mountains to get nice. these photos. So that was actually taken in a giant cliff mountain overhang deep in the woods, um, about two hours south of me. So yeah, those were actually taken in a very like special uh, remote spot. Um, so I'm really glad you guys enjoyed them because I actually packed those figures and went hiking and I was like, oh, I know the perfect spot for these. So I'm really, well, Hey, that's how you, that's how you land the big gigs, right? You, uh, you go out of your way off the beaten trail and just do something a little bit different. So, Oh, for sure. Cool. For sure. Well, anyway, they looked amazing and the uh, effort you put into them is evident, um, immediately. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very proud of those. (laughs) Is there anything coming up that you would like to tease? I'm just, I'm curious. I'm asking selfishly just because (laughs) everything you do is awesome and I can't Um, wait to see it. I do have have some cool stuff coming down the pipeline with uh, Nintendo. I guess I can't really say details, but if they do what they've hinted at what they're wanting to do with the photos I did, this is going to be really huge for me. Um... Second, I have actually, and I can talk about this because it is public. Um, I've currently partnered with uh, Tomi. So Tomi, if you guys you know, know Tomi Japan, or uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce it correctly, but t- basically they did the original Pokemon toys in the U.S. Oh, gotcha. years ago. They still, they still do Pokemon toys, but they're only really centered in Japan. But in the U.S., they do these incredibly adorable plushies. You guys have probably seen them. The Korok plushies. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's by them. So I am currently helping them um, kickstart their new channel of those plushies. So Animal Crossing, um, uh, Zelda... Uh, Kirby, like all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually currently working on that at the moment. Um, I have some other really cool stuff that, you know, takes some time. You got to be patient, but it's uh, coming down the lines that is honestly, hopefully going to be life changing and something that I have been working for for the past six years. So we'll see. Clap twice (laughs) if we're getting more Zelda figmas sometime. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing. I'm, I'm just going to say, I do have some influence in that. I swear, I am the reason that the Overwatch Ninjroids happened. Because I talked to them about it before they were even a thing. And then they happened six months later. Well, there so, you go. Makes sense to me. 
Maybe I have more power. So than you, I yeah, you, you Overwatch <laughs> crowd, you have a, a lot to thank Kylie for. I think so. There you go. Credit where credit is due. I don't even. I really have no idea. I just jokingly take credit for it because I'm like they didn't. I mentioned to literally the Blizzard team when I was there visiting, and I mentioned a good smile at the same time. So I, I jokingly take credit for it, even though I guarantee it was probably in the works months before. But I just, I just like to jokingly be like. Maybe it was me hinting at them that they ended up doing it, but I'll never know. So, like I said, on one end of my desk, I've got the uh, the Journey Traveler figurine, and then on the other end of my desk, yes. I'm looking at my Skyward Sword uh, Link Figma. Figma, and yes. it's just it's it's probably my favorite adult collectible that that I have. It's beautiful. That was one of the first Link figures that I actually really did yeah. stuff for because I, you know, I had the. They didn't. They all. The only ninja they had was um, Toon Link. So he was like the only like Link figure they had. And then they just kind of went crazy. Um, my friends and I are, you know, fingers crossed, hoping that they do uh, more Mario. We really want like Peach and Toad and Bowser. Like, hopefully, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. But that's that's really what I'm wanting. Yeah. I want oh man, <laughs> I would I would give almost anything to get a uh, a Breath of the Wild Link figma i just think that'd be so sticking cool but oh yes uh, a guy can dream we'll we'll see like i said like i said i i think it's coming because i know i know how they are they'll randomly like oh by the way here's this so i I think it's gonna happen just give it some time you need patience (laughs) in life kylie and that's very difficult for me but i've been told that it's important it's a virtue one say me too some people say (sighs) i i hate it but just saying it's going to come eventually. I have a feeling. I feel it. Myself. Okay. 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 There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Well, Kylie, it's, it's awesome to hear that you have, um, have got more stuff that you're working on. Some that you can tell us about some you can't tell us about. Um, we love to see you being successful at, at this little kind of niche that you've carved out for yourself. It's, um, it's really encouraging, honestly, just Thank you. I really to, to anybody it. who is pursuing a uh, a side gig in the creative fields um, to see the kind of success you've managed to accumulate all on your own through your own blood, sweat and tears is, uh, you know, just just it's very inspiring. So go you. <laughs> Thank you. And like I said, uh, or I've said before, um, if I can do it and make, you know, stuff from honestly what feels like nothing, then. I, I absolutely encourage other creative um, artists in any field. Doesn't matter if it's digital art, photography, cosplay, whatever. Like, keep pushing at it. Like, you'll you'll make something of yourself. And to always stay um, true to yourself in terms of, yeah, maybe maybe you won't make it super big, but as long as you're proud of what you're creating and you're making like you're making yourself happy. That's honestly all that matters. And to focus on that, don't look at the numbers. Don't look at the likes, the shares or anything. If you're proud of what you're sharing and you've worked really hard on it, like think, dwell on that, dwell on that. Couldn't have put it better myself, Kylie words to live by. Um, obviously we have got a lot to get into, uh, just as part of our, you know, the actual meat of the episode, but I'm, I'm glad that we could take a minute to catch up before we jump into that. Because like I said, Sure. It's been Let's way too long it. since we just got to catch up with you, but we, but, but we've yeah, got a, we've got a fun sure. section of the game to talk about. Would you say, Matt? I would absolutely say it's pretty fun. There's a, a I think like last week, uh, some parts that were not so great, and but for the most part, overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this section. 
Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, trying very hard not to think about the section that's coming up after this one and just focusing on the good time I had here, but <laughs> that's okay. It's like a dark storm cloud on the horizon, but for now the weather's nice. The birds are chirping. It's good. So, uh, let's, before we get into that, just hit up our housekeeping. If you didn't know, sacred realms is a weekly reexamination of the legend of Zelda. One little slice at a time. Sacred realms drops every Wednesday and is available on all major podcast networks. Every week we play a new section of a Zelda game and then we sit down here to talk and drop our hot takes. If that sounds fun to you. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and be sure to leave us a review. Five-star reviews are greatly appreciated and they have a chance to get a shout-out here on the show. If you want more Sacred Realms in your life, you can head over to patreon.com slash sacredrealmspod to get access to bonus episodes, write in listener mail, vote on what game we play next, and much, much more. Uh, we do have uh, the first of our Skyward Sword bonus episodes up in the Patreon by the time you're listening to this episode featuring the always excellent Max Nichols. We are diving into the differences and similarities between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. Lots to talk about there. And Max um, had some very insightful thoughts to add to that conversation, as he always does. So go check that out. Matt and I are recording another bonus episode right after we are done recording this episode. So they're going to be coming uh, hard and fast from here until the end of the season. One more reminder, I think, um, let's see, this is chapter eight of... What did we say? There's 11 episodes in this season. You know what, guys? Uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, the poll where you can vote on what game we play next is going to be live in the Patreon. So any patron of any tier on our Patreon page can vote in that poll. Of course, we're going to be moving to a top-down Zelda game next. We just will be wrapping up one of the 3D titles, and we do bounce back and forth. So um, going to be stuff on there like, you know, your Minish Caps, Link to the Past, uh, the OG Legend of Zelda uh oracle games the only things that are not going to be on there are a link between worlds which uh will show up on the list after we played a link to the past since it's a sequel to that game and then spirit tracks is also not on that list because we want to play uh phantom hourglass first but anywho that poll will be live and it's going to close in two weeks so this is chapter eight uh which means that when chapter 10 what do you think 10 or 11 Matt? probably 11 because then we have our recap episode yeah okay so uh the day that chapter 11 airs that poll will close and whichever game has emerged victorious will be the one that we play next so look forward to that Uh, it's crazy to think that we're already at that point in this season but here we are just blew right by it always does, Lyndon. Time flies when you're having fun, as it, they say. It truly, it, tr- it truly, real. truly does. So, all right, guys, that's all we've got for housekeeping. So without further ado, let's just talk about what we played. Of course, we do that in the Sacred Realms Rundown, which is a six-part analysis of what we played this week and the feelings that it made us feel. Today, we're covering Skyward Sword Chapter 8, which uh, is a return to the Elden Volcano and the Fire Sanctuary dungeon uh another silent realm as well so and a hard one at that uh yeah yeah definitely uh not uh yeah it it is appreciably more difficult that's for sure uh part one is as always the plot recap as read by matt so take it away matt 
After leaving the ancient sand sea, we head straight back to the Isle of Songs to unlock the next melody for our journey. The quest to purify and strengthen our sword leads us back to the fiery landscape of Elden Volcano for our next lead. Once we land at the base of the Volcano Ascent, we locate the entrance to the Silent Realm once more and play the melody Din's Power to open the way. Back in the Silent Realm once more, we must scour the landscape for Din's Tears, and this proves to be our hardest Silent Realm challenge so far. The mountainside is strewn with waking pools, seekers, and the tears are separated much more than previously, creating a great challenge for us. But as usual, we are more than up for the challenge and are rewarded with the Fire Shield Elite. Fire Shield Earrings, which will help us traverse areas that are bathed in extreme heat. Using our new tool, we head deep into the heart of the volcano towards the summit, as it is the only area of the region we have yet to see. There we find a cave filled with monsters and lava, but it leads to a beautiful ravine with many colorful gateways, guarded by barriers of fire. In order to pass through the fire barriers, we have to use water from a nearby waterfall to quench the guardian frogs. Coming to the final barrier to the temple, we see a truly massive amphibian sculpture that will require far more water than we are capable of carrying in our bottles. So off we go to find a large enough container and a willing courier to bring it. Of course, we head to Farron Woods, and remembering the water dragon, we ask permission to use her basin, and she graciously allows us. With the help of our snarky little friend Scrapper, we start to get the water to our amphibious guardian. Once we land back in the volcano, we have to escort Scrapper and his load through the summit all the way back to the sanctuary, through hordes of monsters. Using our wonderful new bow, we make short work of this escort mission and quench the thirst of the frog statue to allow entrance to the temple. Within the temple, we find the expected rivers of lava and molten rock, along with beautiful architecture and loads of baddies to sink our blade and our arrows into. In order, to in order to traverse the temple, we make liberal use of the handy water-filled plants all over the ceiling and walls to create moving platforms on the rivers of lava. While exploring the temple, we come across a family of magmas and help them escape various dire circumstances. We are rewarded for our efforts with the magma mitts, which allow us to burrow deep underground like their creators. Using these handy new tools, we push further into the temple. Along the way, we fight many monsters, including some oddly sentient lava hands, new variations of old enemies like Lizalfos and Keese, and in the underground portions of the dungeon, we even fight a very nasty Moldorm that tries to crunch us with his razor-sharp pincers. Finally, we find the needed statuette for the final door and head to the room containing the sacred flame. Unfortunately, nothing is ever that easy for us, and we are accosted once again by none other than our ever-present foe, Girahim. The room's most notable feature, other than our foe, is a massive mural depicting the Gate of Time in the Desert of Lanayru and the second Gate of Time in the Sealed Temple. Unfortunately, Girahim has put that together as well, and he is ecstatic about the possibility of using the second gate to capture Zelda. After a truly epic villainous monologue, he finally ordains to make good on his previous promise of making our ears bleed with the sounds of our own screams. He even goes so far as to transform himself by making his skin nearly impenetrable and stronger in every way. And stronger he most certainly is. He throws so much more at us than he did in our last confrontation, combining his magical attacks with his normal swords or fists. He makes liberal use of the magical dagger to surround us constantly while charging us with his new dual sabers. 
The fight lasts much longer than last time, but in the end, we and our new newly enhanced blade are too skilled for even this upgraded Girahim. We defeat him and in his fury, while insulting us and saying that this shouldn't be possible even with our upgraded sword, he still runs off in shame. Finally, we have a clear path to the final sacred flame. The flame of Din is a bright red, and as Fee leaves the sword to float in front of the brazier, she looks back at us ominously. Again, she is consumed by the fire and imbues the goddess's blade with its power. As we raise the sword, it transforms once again, and Fee tells us that it has been imbued with a sacred white light that demons revile. Fee tells us that now that the sword has been imbued with the last of the flames, it has revealed its true form and has become the Master Sword. With this sword, its power is now awakened. We can head to the sealed temple and open the gate of time and the way to Zelda. This has been the plot recap as read by Matt. Without further ado, let's get into part two, which is our takes, where we talk about this section of the game and the feelings that it made us feel. Matt, I'm going to let you go first because I don't think that you've gone first recently. I don't know. I feel like I feel uh, I went first last week because you did the plot recap last week. Did we not have Max go first last week? I don't remember. Did we? I don't. I don't know. Eh, time blends together. It's all running the same. You but I would be happy to Matt, go first. Matt's going first, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> so I I like this section of game quite a lot for the most part. Um, Elden Volcano is a fun place to run around. Um, there's a lot of fun goddess chests to get. Some goddess cubes you can hit. Um, I the very first thing I did in this section was upgrade the bow to max power because I love the bow in Skyward Sword and um, I love being able to kill enemies with it from a distance. And um, that was super fun for me. Um, The Silent Realm far, far harder uh, than than any of the Mm -hmm. other ones like this Silent Realm is a pain and I failed it more than once which was frustrating um and then like before we get into things that i don't like i'm just going to keep going through the things that i do like um the the volcano summit uh like inside the big fire cavern thing is is fun they introduce some new fun some new enemy types um the spume frogs and the cursed bats and stuff so that was kind of neat um, and the fire sanctuary honestly was was a pretty good dungeon, all, all things considered. So I think this section of the game has a lot to it that is interesting, that keeps you engaged. There's different types of puzzles. There's uh, there's that fun section where you jump off when you're in the the fire caverns and you go out to where the water is to dump it on the frogs. You can like jump off that ledge and you use your little like flying mechanic thing to go around the rock and into the goddess cube. That one's always kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think there's just like a lot of really good things about this section of the game that, uh, are easy to forget about because immediately after this section of game is a really bad section of game, but no, I, I, I did enjoy it quite a lot. Kylie, where are you at with, uh, with this whole section returning to the volcano, our last, or actually, it's not our final Silent Realm, but uh, the final Silent Realm that we uh, take part in on the surface. Um, yeah, where, where are you at with it? So, <laughs> like Matt was kind of mentioning, I remember the Silent Realm bit in this so well 
because I was so anxious trying to like, because if I'm remembering correctly, this is when um, they take all of your items. No, that's actually, that's later. So this is the, yeah, well, and it all runs together. I was with you, Kylie. I could have sworn when I fired up this section of the game that when I went back down to the volcano, I was going to lose all my crap. Um, And see, that's what I was remembering. So, I, okay, I'm getting it mixed up. But no, the same, the same, like, it's the the, the same stress is there yeah. <laughs> with this silent realm. Um, because everything is kind of spread out, like, it's it's tough. Plus, like, you're having to, like, go up through um, little ways. If I'm remembering correctly, you have to slide down um, that little, like, deserty or sand area to get the... Uh, the little um silent realm like little glowy yeah and they've bits. and they've got like the and, pools that are in stuff yeah mm-hmm, and you can't hit those oh my goodness first time i played this i was so stressed i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna hit this little pool and i'm gonna ruin all of my progress like oh the silent realms are i think are probably some of the hardest bits in just zelda in general like they're oh my gosh um and they just get harder as so they curious where you land on this because matt and i i think where we've come down on the silent realms as a, as a concept in Skyward Sword is that for the most part, we do like them. Like we think they're fun enough. Um, and then Max, right. who was on last week, uh, is definitely not a super large uh, fan of them. Uh, and so I guess where are you kind of at with the silent realms? Do you think that they're a good addition to this game? Could you have done without them? So honestly, I did really enjoy them. Like I, I love hate them. <laughs> um, I enjoy them because I do love like the challenge. Like it, it's a very interesting addition to um, Zelda and just Skyward Sword, Sword in general. So I do really enjoy um, having to like you know obviously there's like a pattern to everything, and you know there's a way like obviously you can just kind of free it like you can you know just kind of go you know pick up the little um little glow dots and stuff as you go uh but at the same time there is like a uniform way to do it so it's like either you get really lucky (laughs) going on your own and picking them up as you go or you do follow like you know maybe a pattern that somebody posted online or you figure out the pattern for yourself so I honestly do enjoy them um I really do like the challenge. Are they frustrating and kind of annoying at times? Yes, but I I do I do like them. So I do think that especially with the silent realm, what you're saying is accurate where you do kind of need to pick a strategy up front in terms of how you choose to tackle mm-hmm. it because uh, you just cover so much ground. Um, you start at the summit or you start at the base of the volcano and then you have to go all the way up to where the earth temple is. And there's, and then you've got to do the slide bit. So, um, and if you, if you don't kind of tackle that in a good order, you can find yourself having to track down tiers that are super, super far away. Tears. Yeah. That's what they're called. I was like, what are they called? Like the glow dots. Yes. I like glow dots though. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, gl- the glowy things. I cannot freaking remember what they were called. Um, no, so similar thing. So it's like, especially when you get further along uh, doing the the trials, because like obviously the trials um, earlier in the game, like, yeah, they're tricky, but they're the tiers are pretty accessible, right? So with this one, and the reason why I feel like it's a little bit harder is because you could 
do some of them realize that you missed one like way at the top of the volcano and that's like your last one and you don't have time and then all of the guardians yeah, so like, ev- everything's chasing yeah, you yeah so that's exactly what happened to me exactly. the first time i failed this one is i i got what i thought was all of them and there was one tier that was hidden on the the ramp you have to run up that's got all the it's like swarming with the little seeker guys and and it was on like the the far left like pocket corner and i was like oh my god and i'm like running over there and i ran out of time like right before i got there and the dude with the giant club is just standing there and just, just <laughs> smacked just me just thwacks you right in the face <laughs> yeah and so i <laughs> yeah the second time i failed it was um because on the slide thing i hit one of the puddles and um, I had already grabbed all of the tiers in the bottom section. So I had to like try to go run up back up to hit the second tier because you can you can only get one at a time on that slide of the way that, that it's set up. So I had to run. I was trying to run back up and I got sliced by one of the fly boys. If you had to if you had to ballpark how many attempts this took you, Matt. What? How- oh, it was just uh, I got it on my third one. OK, cool, cool. I did it in one. Yeah. I did, all, I did every other one of these Woo! in one try, but. And I actually got, I got dinged on the Lanayru one for a really, really dumb reason. I forget. I was trying to. It was, I'm trying to remember what happened. It was something really, really stupid. Like I forgot that the lantern dudes are attracted to the sounds of your footfalls. And so I was just like trying to Oh, I've had that happen too. Yeah, like yeah. I was just trying to avoid kind of where they were, but I wasn't troubling to be particularly quiet. And so they immediately just kind of like zoned in on me as a, as a huge mob of glowy death people. And yeah, it's, it's super funny because anytime my husband watches me do because like <laughs> just to put into context. So I actually was getting ready to do this specific um, trial. And I had done everything else. And like, I told Kyle, cause like he often when we play, like he reads like the, the walkthrough cause I, I'm trying to get everything. So he just, you know, makes it a little bit easier. So he like read the walkthrough and he was like, there's a trial coming up. And I was like, which one is it? And he was like, it's the volcano one. And I literally was like, we're going to stop here. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, I was like, I don't have, I don't have the energy to deal with this. It was like one in the morning. I was like, I can't. Kylie's like, I must gather my strength. (laughs) I must gather. Literally. I'm like, I, we will, we will reconvene in the morning. Cause like, I can't, I can't do that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. No, but I mean, to be honest, like, um, especially, like I said, that one, I feel like is one of the trickier ones because everything is so separated and, and not even like a ton of the tiers. Like there's like a couple tiers that are way up high. And those are the ones that you kind of forget about. Like, you know, Matt was saying, whereas like he got everything and then realized he was missing like a well, tiny it, one. I had this yeah. issue. And the geometry of the map uh, on the volcano. So like on the Lanayru section, it's nice because it's all pretty open and connected to each other. Like if you need a quick exit from from one zone right. to the next, that's easy to do for the most part. But with the volcano, you have several different uh several different i guess lanes that are 
that are open to you that you can move in, but they're all disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. And in order to get from one to the next one, you have to kind of go way out of your way, like take a shoot down to another one and then start back at the beginning. And if you're getting chased by dudes, then you're you're kind of SOL while you're trying to do that, unless you're just really wily. Exactly. So it's like you you have you know, that time. And then you get, you get stressed. Cause you hear like, you know, it starts like doing like the beating, it's beating faster. And you're like, Oh my God, I don't have like a little, you know, I, I have a hit another thing that gives me more time and you're like freaking out. And so like, it just, it makes it more stressful and challenging. And like I said, you know, there's, there's only certain ways you can get up to certain points and you have to take the correct path to get up there. So that's what makes it so tricky. And that's why, um, a lot of times, you know, like even when I first played through this, I had to, you know, look up the patterns because I was like, I was not super familiar with the map and everything. And I I couldn't figure out like, okay, what's a what's a good path to, to get through and to grab things in a timely manner. Cause sometimes, um, depending on how you do it, it is so down to like the wire of like you getting stuff at certain times that if you don't do it correctly in the right time, all the guardians. Yeah. So Max actually on our episode last week equated the Skyward Sword Silent Realms to the I forget what the name of them is, but in Twilight Princess, there's something similar where you have to restore Twilight to sections of the map. And it's it's the same kind of thing. You get a vessel that you have to fill with tears of Twilight, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm just because I know Twilight Princess is one of the games that you've replayed quite a lot. If you had to say mm-hmm. which version you prefer between this one and the Twilight Princess one, which would it be? Because I think Matt and I both said last week, we think this is definitely an improvement on the Twilight Princess uh, system. It is because there's more at risk where I don't feel like the Twilight Princess one, um, there was as much at stake against you, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, definitely the Skyward Sword version of this uh, is a little bit more balls to the wall. Like you gotta, you gotta be quick and stuff. You have a kind of more of a time limit. Um, where I feel like Twilight Princess was a very mild version of what Skyrim. There's definitely no limiting factor Uh, in the Twilight Princess ones. No, there's not. Um, it's more laid back. And honestly, Twilight Princess as a whole is definitely more laid back. Twilight Princess is incredibly forgiving. I know a lot of people complain about it being an incredibly easy Zelda, which to be honest, like, yeah, like it's, it's pr- like, you could honestly play through the whole game without dying. Like it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I enjoyed it for that reason. Cause it is a little bit more casual and like, you know, things are pretty straightforward. Um, Skyward Sword, when it comes to that segment is definitely more like, okay, if I don't get this right the first time, and I get hit once, I have to start all over where Twilight Princess didn't really have that. Um, or at least if it did, it was not as crucial or it was not like, it didn't happen as much where it's like, you know, you could accidentally run out of, uh, of time and a guardian could be right in front of you, or you could turn around and a guardian's right there and hits you and you have to start all over where Twilight Princess really didn't have that. Um, I, I mean, obviously that, I mean, we pretty thoroughly canvassed the whole silent realm of everything in this section before we talk you know, before we move on from this and get on to, um, you know, generally different uh, parts of this section of the, of the game, Matt, uh, I want to ask you real quick, because we have not been keeping up with this. What's your uh, what's your death count at this point in the game? It just kind of popped into into my mind. I haven't died yet. You haven't died yet? No, I haven't died either. I popped a fairy in um, 
Wait, you haven't died in Skyward nope. Sword? Nope. Oh my god. So <laughs> no, that's not true. I, okay, hold up. All right. Let me redact that. Okay. First time I played Skyward Sword, I died over the dumbest stuff. I would say this third playthrough has not been as bad, but I'm pretty. Here's the thing is like, I actually can't remember if I've, I feel like I've died at least once or twice. Like I, and it's probably been over dumb stuff. Like me trying something like, Oh, I wonder if you can do this and then dying. But, um, but no, like I <laughs> see Twilight princess. I can say easily that I have played through the entire game a hundred percent and not died, but skyward sword. I'm honestly, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to pop a fairy <laughs> in the first gear him fight just because I've never been as good at those oh. as i am at other zelda stuff and you have less hearts for that one mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like I matt i'm not a god at fighting gear him hey i love it i am not either <laughs> cool okay well glad we could catch up on that matt that's one of those things that i feel like we usually kind of <laughs> keep track of as we go through a season but it's like we really have not been talking about it on this one. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, uh, I think probably because there's just not you're not doing a no death playthrough like you did for Ocarina of Time, and there's not a perfect ending like there was for Link's Awakening. So I guess we're kind of there's not necessarily a reason to this time. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, there you have it. If anyone was actually curious about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, know. right. OK, so moving past the Silent Realm, kind of talking more generally about the rest of the stuff that happens in this section of the game. Um, one of the th- so it was, I don't think I actually kind of <laughs> rendered a verdict on all of this. I enjoy it as well. I think I'm, I feel very similarly to a lot of the things that you both were saying on the whole. I think I enjoy it less than um, than the Lenny Sansi section of the game. Um, especially when we're talking about the activities that that lead you up to the dungeon, like putting the dungeon to one side, the stuff that you have to kind of trudge through to get there. I think the Sand Sea takes the cake for the best version of that um, in the game, just because. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, like you go to so many new places and a lot of them are fun. Like you get to do the minecart rides, you get to go to the skipper's retreat, the pirate's fortress. Um you know, in this section, really, like, you're just kind of the only new area that you're going to is the volcano crater. And even though it is a new. Yeah, even though it is a new section, I wouldn't say that it's like it's a tiny. wildly interesting one. Yeah, it's it's small, like it's right. it's dense with enemies, which is fun in its own way. But no, you're, you're really not getting anything startling, startlingly or impressively new here. Right. And, and I'll, I'll say real quick with the whole, um, like desert sea and stuff, just to, I know I wasn't on the episode, but just something I wanted to point out, um, with that segment to me, that was one of the most unique and incredibly cool additions to just the Zelda world in general. Like it was just so different. Um, very like unique. I loved that, you know, you put the, the little, um, you know, you change like the, the time thing and you're actually on the sea, but it's still desert and the whole thing with the ship and like all of that, like that was so creative. And I really hope in future Zelda games that they do stuff like that. Um, it was just, it was just a very nice, like shake up from your typical, uh, like Zelda dungeons where, you, you know, you kind of know what you're expecting and to go into that 
sand like sea was so cool and so unique. And uh, I, like I said, that was one of my favorite parts of just the whole game. I was like, this is this is really cool. Like, this is a really neat concept. Yeah, but together. then when you stack it up against the stuff that you're doing this week. So the gift you get from the Silent Realm is just the the heat shield earrings, which aside from aside from right. being a big fashion upgrade for Link. Yeah, he looks hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that goose. Right, right. yeah. yeah aside, as, aside from that, definitely not as fun of a gift as either the dragon scale or right. the claw shots. Um, exactly. So once you have those, you can start making your way up towards the temple. And then the only thing that stands between you and the temple is just having to dump water on those frog statues, which is also super yep. easy. The only thing that really you have to go out of your way to do is to go talk to uh, Scrapper. Like you've got to go back to Farron Woods. You have to get have Scrapper mm-hmm. take the water basin from there to the volcano. And then once you get back to the volcano, you have to do that absolutely asinine thing that this game does all the time where it makes you arbitrarily like replay a section of the map for, for like no reason, mm-hmm. just to like take up time, you know? Well, that's yeah. exactly what I was kind of hinting at earlier where I was like, there's sections of this game that I don't like. And this is that section of game. Like my God, why does Skyward Sword make you do this in every area? There's no point. Like the only good thing about this section of game is that I get to use the bow a lot. And that's kind of fun. And that and that is cool. And similarly to you, Matt, I did fully upgrade my bow before heading down to the surface. Not even because I remembered that I would be using it this much, but just because um, it's one of the more meaningful. Like now that you have the bow, I want it to be the bitchinest ass bow that it possibly can be. For like, sure. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, the whole, the whole backtracking with Scrapper section where you have to like escort him. And it's not even... Okay, so it's it's like... It commits several cardinal uh, offenses of video games that I I don't like any of these on their own. And then when you lump them all together, it's even worse. So number one, it's arbitrary backtracking. Number two, it uh, I had all three in my head. Okay, so num- it's an num- escort mission. Yeah, num- number one is arbitrary backtracking. Number two is a freaking escort mission, like. Like freaking Natalia from Goldeneye. Like, oh, that was the worst escort mission of all time. Like, just just make yeah. sure this person doesn't die and they're not defending themselves at all, right? Yeah, I feel so. I that's feel terrible. That. And then number three is oh. that when it actually does add a new area, it's not even that great. So that's kind of like a triple threat of <laughs> of not great game design decisions happening here. So. So talking about the whole like escort thing, have you guys done any of like the side quests? Oh, I've done most of it. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say when it comes to the escort stuff, there's a whole lot more of that (laughs) when it comes to the side quest stuff. I know because um, I was trying to go through like all of it before, like I actually beat the game and I would get just as annoyed as you were talking, London, of, of, you know, the backtracking. And it was the same stuff where it's like, you have to do this and you have to go here and then you have to do this and this, 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 and this. And then you have to have him escort this thing to here. And it's just like, it's just, it's such a process. And I know, I know a lot of Zelda is like that, but I feel like it was so drawn out in Skyward Sword that like, once you actually like read the requirements to get x y and z that you're like looking at it and you're like 
I don't even feel like doing this. You're like, is it really worth yeah, it? Yeah, like, no, you know, for sure. <laughs> like you're like tired reading it. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh Lord, I have to. I have to go talk to this guy and then he has to carry this over here. And then even that is not finished. And I have to talk to these other three people and then I have to give them these three things. And you're just like, Oh, well, and the one that I loved here was that even after you, so aside from having to do the whole scrapper thing, you've got to, to, so in order to dump water on all the frog statues to get into the dungeon, you have to keep going back to that one same pool of water, unless you have enough empty bottles. Yes. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. I, I went back there three times cause I only had one empty bottle and I did it's not like, want to waste my fairy or my mm-hmm. potion that I had. And I was like, okay, well fine. Uh, guess yeah. we're just doing this then. Yeah. Well, back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why, um, I know a lot of people, um, really get on Majora's Mask for like all of, cause you know, a lot of it is side quests, but I feel like the side quests in Majora's Mask were at least more like linear. Like it was like, okay, one, two, and three done where it's like Skyward Swords, sword. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, go back seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to be here all night. Yeah. I think like Majora's Mask has more meaningful side quests, whereas Skyward Sword, some of them, like I'm thinking like the ones you were talking about, where you have to go down below the crowd, the clouds with Scrapper to have him pick up something and bring it back to the person. And I'm yeah, like, dude, come on. It's like the, the, yeah. Like the payoff doesn't feel as like, yeah, you don't get a, you don't get a mask. You get like some gratitude crystals. Yeah, well, even like in Majora's Mask, like when you would do some of this, you get like you get more depth and like the story, you get like a cutscene, or you get oh, this explains this character, and and so it was kind of rewarding in that sense. Um, where Skyward Sword, it's it's just kind of like it feels just like a lot of chores. And again, not that I like mind that, but like I said with Skyward Sword, I feel like there's so much back and forth, and there's so many steps for such a little thing. That if you're just trying to finish side quests for gratitude crystals or whatever, it kind of feels like like you get burnt out halfway through because it is such a process. Yeah. So it's like it, it again, like maybe it's worth it, you know, to, to complete 100 percent or whatever. But at the same time, you're just like tired halfway through. You're just like, I got to talk to this person. You know, I got to finish this and I have to you know deliver this to this person. And it's. It just, you get burned yeah, out pretty definitely. quick. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, I mean, Matt, do you have anything else that you want to say about this section of the game generally before we get into the dungeon? Because I feel like we we got to the frog statues, you know, we're right there. We've opened the dungeon. We see where we're going from here. Is it time to plumb the depths? Let us plumb the depths, London. Oh, right. Plumb the, the depths, uh, much as Mario would plumb the depths of a warp pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll that. <laughs> yeah, it's all Nintendo, keeping it in the family. Uh, this is part three, the dungeon map, where we analyze this week's dungeon from mechanics to music and more. This week's dungeon is, of course, the Fire Sanctuary, the second of two lava themed dungeons in this game. Um, I'll go ahead and lead off here. I actually I, I do really like this dungeon. Again, I think it's got a lot of things going for it that I also liked about the Earth Temple earlier in the game, um, namely soundtrack uh, and aesthetic, both. I think the look and feel of both of those dungeons is really cool. Um, They're pretty in line with each other, honestly. Like, I think in the Earth Temple episode, Matt, we mentioned that that had some heavy, like, Fire Nation Sun Warrior vibes going on. Yeah. And uh, and this temple 
also 100% has those same vibes. They look like an extension of each other, which I kind of like. Yeah. Like, like they very much look like they should almost be like attached and like maybe they somehow got separated oh, at some point. I see. Like, almost yeah, like it's sure. uh, almost like there are two incredibly massive architectural monuments on the same mountain, like not that far from each other, you know, like the same people probably built both of them. Most likely. Yeah. Right. Say, so probably. yeah, it just makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. They, there's a very similar visual language between those two and that, that really helps. Um, also just talking from a sense of space standpoint, one thing I love about this dungeon is the way that it feels kind of more open and airy than some of the other ones do. I mean, you really get the feeling that this one is nestled in the middle of the crater of a volcano. You know, it's got some underground kind of caverny areas, but also it's got large open areas that show straight to the sky. Um, and I think that that's really nice, especially because in like Ocarina of Time's Fire Temple, for instance, I mean, that's in the crater of an active volcano, but you're just in a cave, right? So it's not necessarily capitalizing it's just, on... It's just all caverns. Like, it's all cave. Like, there's no... There's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So this definitely avoids that issue for me, which is really nice. Um, I think from a difficulty standpoint... Not the hardest dungeon in this game, honestly. Um, but I think what Max said last week holds true, which is that as an if you're to take the average, uh, like if we were to score all the dungeons in Skyward Sword and give them an average score, Skyward Sword has an incredibly high average of quality across all the dungeons. None of them are bad, and that maintain like that uh, that stays true with this one. It is another very solid dungeon. Uh, that I couldn't have even necessarily told you off the top of my head what all happens in it before I went into it, right? Like, it's not one of the ones that has stuck with me the most over time, but having gone back through and played it again, like, yep, okay, cool. Like, that um, was that dungeon. Yeah. You know, not... <laughs> that was yeah, exactly <laughs> that was that one. <laughs> no, it was... I, I, I totally agree. doesn't stick in my mind. Um, I, I don't... I don't love the digging portions when you're like in the underground tunnels. I think that's the one thing in this dungeon that I didn't like. And I did overall. I did want to have a discussion about that in a second because okay. I was personally a little back and forth on it. Like I'm I'm kind of of two minds about it, and I'm not even at this moment sure where exactly I land. I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle as well. Um, I did I did enjoy them, but at the same time, like it was like. I don't know. I just kind of feel like one of those things where it's like, all right, we got to, you know, we got to mm -hmm. do this again. Overused. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. But yeah. Yes. Um, one, one thing I did like about this dungeon, I thought was really neat. And it honestly reminds me of, um, uh, Wind Waker a little bit was the giant, like fire hands that would come up and you had to yeah, throw, throw the water on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the way that they looked reminded me of the like dead hand looking things. Oh man, a significantly less creepy version of those. But like, I kind of I see I see where you're going. Yeah. I see where you're going. Yes, it's that it's that same kind of like animation. Um, obviously, these are way, way less. Yeah, it's like those, except without but, haunting uh, my nightmares for weeks. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, if we talk about the the Redeads in Wind Waker, where they looked like. Uh, they were like voodoo looking dolls and they were creepy as heck. I'm just like, oh man, they, I mean, this is a cute game. Can't, I can't, can't wait for Matt to get there. I think he's really going to enjoy those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Enjoy, Matt. Oh, I shall. Enjoy. <laughs> so I, without, I, I guess we kind of covered that already, but I think just like overarching things for me for this dungeon was, um, I think it's a really cool use of um, the water mechanic to create floating um, platforms on the lava. I, I think that was kind of neat. Um well done and it kind of makes you think about how can i influence the you know the the environment around me to get what i need you know i, I can pop this bubble and, and create a platform but it's not moving so how can i create a lava flow that will push the river so that that thing takes me where i need to go i think there is good use of uh spatial awareness and um g- movement uh that that was done well um yeah, I mean, I think I think it's good overall. The the mini boss fight with the double hands, um, I actually got super lucky and hit both of the hands with one piece of water. Nice. And so I killed them both wow, immediately. Nice, it was really nice. I like if I tried to do that nine out of ten times, I would not be able to do it. So like it's just Matt Matt lucky. over Matt over here. I know, right? I'm just basically the best. <laughs> I mean, Matt Matt has always been the Skyward Sword Maven in the family. So, <laughs> I mean, that kind of that kind of continues to hold true. So, you know, good on him. He, he's been blessed. He's been blessed. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I love actually one of my favorite things was the double Lizalfos fight. The the double Dark Lizalfos fight. Mm-hmm. They're faster. They're more aggressive. They actually parry you, and they have a lot more hit points. That was actually kind of fun. Like I don't know why necessarily it was more fun than a regular Lizalfos fight, but it was, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I actually also quite like the double Lizalfos fight. Um, I love that they're the like the suppressing Lizalfos. I forget what they're what they're called exactly. Spume. Yeah, you know, what is it? Spume. S p u m e. Spume. Is that like an is that an English word? I like, don't think so. That's a weird word. It's a very weird word. Okay. Right All right. <laughs> there you go. The spume Lizalfos. If I if I'm remembering correctly, there was a double uh, Lizalfos fight in Ocarina of Time, but I don't think it was as epic as this one that you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was in the no. it was in Dodongo's Cavern. That's the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I think this one was way more satisfying. I agree with that, and also I love um, the mini boss music that this game has. You haven't heard it a ton prior to this dungeon, but then in this dungeon, you hear it like five times. You hear it when you're fighting the double Azalfos, when you're fighting the magma hands, and then you fight a big old centipede underground. say what you will about each of those encounters on their own uh i love hearing that theme <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah the centipede sucks i yeah, hate fighting sure. the centipedes I, I find them annoying it's all sta- it's an it's a stamina management fight in my opinion and i'm like Bleh. yeah pretty much like it's because like it's it's not super difficult it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to get through like move on in the yeah. game so it's it's 
it, it just is what it is. Like I appreciate what they were doing, but at the same time, it just kind of gets old. Mm-hmm. Really fast. So let's talk about real quick because I want to go. Let's go ahead and just have this have it out about these underground sections of the game. Before we do that, I think we need to mention the main item of this dungeon, which is the magma mitts, the upgraded magma yeah. mitts. Uh, yes. Well, so they were they upgraded, were the digging mitts yes. first, and now they're the magma. Oh, you you right. Yeah. So um, all in all, like talk about your dungeon items that. I'm always very unenthused to get a hold of just because outside of this dungeon, I mean, really, what are they even like doing for you? You know, I mean, it's you can dig underground in some new places and find some things. I mean, anything good like you can find. Yeah, I was about to say, I think literally it's pretty much rupees, which I don't really need more. of. I'm I'm drowning in rupees right now. You know, I mean, so so I think. I think maybe they play a part. And again, it's, it's been a hot minute since I've like done all of um, like the goddess cubes and stuff. I feel like they maybe play a part in like maybe getting a goddess cube or two, or maybe like a, a rare um, like artifact or ingredient to making something. Um, But that's all I can really think of. Other than that, like, I don't, I don't, really think they're pertinent else. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like, it's not that I don't appreciate being able to unlock new areas in a game with an item like this. I think my main issue is just that like, there's so little game left to play. There's so little game left to play. And as a mode of like movement in a Zelda game, it's just not that interesting being able to like, like having to crawl on certain predetermined axes, you know, in these little tunnels is just, it feels like something out of another game. And I'm not saying that other game is necessarily a bad game, but when I'm playing a Zelda game, I'm playing it because I like the feel and polish of the movement and the combat and all those things. And so anytime a Zelda game kind of forces me into an alternate mode of movement, uh, I, I it just loses a little bit of that magic. You know, does that make sense? Am I am I making sense here? OK, yes, cool. For sure. uh, and this is one of those times where it's like it's not that it's atrocious in and of itself. It's just that. It's taking me away from the kind of moment to moment gameplay that I'm looking to get out of a Zelda game. Um, And especially in the last main dungeon of this game, having so much of it kind of revolve around you going underground to solve puzzles. And I I don't know. I just I'm fine with it. I guess it's it's certainly not the greatest. uh, You know, it's, it's certainly not the thing that I'm the most irritated with in this entire game. It's actually pretty low on that right. list, but I, I'm definitely not enthused about it. Not enthused. That's a very good way of putting that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, I would say that that's I, accurate. Yeah, that is. That is a good way to put it. <laughs> I am solidly whelmed by the- <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very, I, I, am, I am, I am moderately, thoroughly. I am moderately gruntled. yeah so anyway the good news is that uh really how much more of that do we really have to do in this game almost none so it's fine yeah very little very little so Uh, i i think just overall though good good dungeon good dungeon um fun enemies fun encounters if you like the magmas, there's some magmas that's running around in here. Like our friend Mike loves the magmas. I like the magmas personalities. Like I, I don't, I don't get annoyed with them, you know. And right, and I do. They're kind of just, 
they're kind of just like a bunch of like broodies. Like they're just <laughs> yeah. like, hey man, like I don't know. They kind of remind me of like hippies. Like they're just like very like, what's up, my dudes? Like they're like real chill and I don't know. Like they they definitely have that like bro Chad energy. Chad. Bro Chad. <laughs> yeah, they, they got Chad energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have the Chad energy where they're like actually like not jerks. I like they're that. helpful, but they definitely have that That's fair. energy. That's yeah. fair. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I just enjoy getting to meet an entire extended family of like a Zelda critter, you know? It's a kind of new thing you don't get to right. do a lot of. Exactly. So very true. Yeah, I think it's good. So can we can we talk about can we talk about Gearham now? Um, in uh, let me let me think. <laughs> Matt's oh, dying. He's in like, in one leave? in one second, I did want to bring up one more thing, which I always appreciate. Every single time I play this dungeon, I get caught up for a minute trying to figure this out. I never remember exactly what I'm supposed to do, and then it comes to me, and it doesn't like telegraph that you're supposed to do this, and I love that about it. It's um, when you have to figure out that you need to stab the water plants with your sword to carry them around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good call out. Good call out. And like, it's one of those things where so often Skyward Sword gets a bunch of crap because people say that it just holds your hand way too much and just is far too aggressive about telling you how to solve a puzzle. And I think that that is a very fair criticism of this game. But this is one of those instances where like, I mean, there's not even necessarily, I don't think a sign, for instance, next to the water plants being like, Hey, stab these or, um, you know, fee kind of like popping up, be like, master, my readings indicate that if you stab this plant, you can carry it on the tip of your, like, there's none of that, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, when, once you come up against a puzzle that you can't pass and you know you need the water to do it, then it just becomes a question of like, okay, there are plants all around. There are water plants all around this thing. Clearly, there's some way to get it from there to the statue. Um, what all do I like? What do I need to try to make this happen? And it all just comes down to one of the earliest abilities that you get in the game, which is stab. So stab, stab, yeah. stab, stab. So stab. I like that. Well, it's. It's funny with that because, like, like you were saying, like you know, people talking about how it holds your hand and everything. <laughs> Every time I play this game, I always forget with that bit that you have to stab. That again, just a few months ago when I was playing through it, I was like, I can't. I was like, oh, like I see all the water droplets. I know what I need to do. So I was like, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, don't tell me. Like I'm, I'm gonna figure this out. But no, I, I went through the same thing. I forget every time I play that, oh, yeah, you're supposed to stab the water droplets in order to get, you know, you got to fling the water on, you know, whatever. I forget every time, every single yeah. time. <laughs> One last thing I want to bring up before we move on to Girahim is I think in the Earth Temple, Matt, I brought up a comparison to Rayman 2. Yes, you did. And the the fire dungeon that is in that game. Um, I think it was mostly like an aesthetic thing. I thought that they had a similar style. But uh, I, was, I was thinking about this uh, today after I got finished playing this section of the game. And I was realizing that that dungeon in Rayman is also a lava dungeon that revolves around you having to drop water blobs from plants to make floating lava islands. To progress through it. So really, the Rayman dungeon is basically like this dungeon, not the Earth dungeon. 
Yeah, it's much more okay, similar okay, to this okay. dungeon. And it's like, it's like, look, I'm not accusing anyone of anything. <laughs> but like, is there just maybe a slight bit but of I'm plagiarism? Just like, did you guys play Rayman 2, The Great Escape, before you designed this dungeon? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kylie, have you ever played Rayman? I have, and that's why I was like, oh, no, I get it. I, I completely see the correlation. I'm trying to remember what the name of that level in Rayman is, just so people can like go look it up. It's the Sanctuary of Stone and Fire in Rayman 2. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. One. Man, I actually... I kind of want to go back and replay that game now. I'm sure it's one of those that is like not nearly as good as you thought it was. <laughs> it's, it's got heavy nostalgia glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Don't you hate that? It's like you thought this game was the yeah. absolute when you were 10 and you go back and replay it. And it's just kind of like, like not good anymore. Like, Oop, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Uh, OK, cool. With all of that out of the way, <laughs> Matt, you are Me. now free to talk about gear him which is of course lord gear him which is of course the boss fight of this dungeon lord gear him our lord and savior demon lord of the surface world yes gear him man talk about the most absolutely extra villain of all time oh he so can extra. monologue so with extra. the best of them and then his whole power posing right before he starts the fight mm-hmm. such form such beauty like dude holy cow if he if he he's could like s- he's like a sinister oh he's dragon. that's exactly like- what he is he is a total sinister <laughs> cross-dressing like i don't know if he's a drag queen or just a cross-dresser but he's, like- he's there i don't know yeah I would love to see him on like RuPaul's oh, like, he'd dra- win. like drag race. He'd win. Like he Oh, he'd win. He oh, straight man. up would. That's what I'm saying. I was like, mm, he's got well, he, sad. He better he'd win, win because if he loses, then RuPaul dead. <laughs> that is true. RuPaul like, would very much be dead. That's true. RuPaul's yep. on. <laughs> and uh and I don't want that for Ru. So I don't. We like RuPaul. No, same. um we love so, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, he's just incredibly extra. Um and I like I like the variation on the theme that they have here in a lot of ways where it's it's similar to the first time you fight him. But there's also some differences like he's he's thrown around some defensive stuff in that first phase. Really, the, the only part of the Girahim fights that I find annoying is always the first phase where he's just like catching your sword because I never really know how to like make him not do that. I've never figured that out. I just kind of swing randomly until I eventually land some hits. But like. Other than that, every other part of this fight is just so much fun for me. Um, I love, especially in this one where there's a heavy emphasis on redirecting the um, flying daggers back at him. And it teaches and it's making you do the vertical spin move and the horizontal Mm. spin move. And you've got to slice diagonally. And like it's it's like really focusing you to like redirect that stuff at him. And they do it really well. And it's a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the first couple phases of this fight, Lyndon. I know you. I, I want to talk about his like actual sword fighting bit a little bit more. But what what do you think, Lyndon, about some of the other stuff? Because I know you don't like these fights. I liked this Girahim fight more than the first one. And I think it's just because there's more happening in it. Um, like there's obviously there's a more complex set of motions that you can do to fight against him. Like you were just saying, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that first gear him fight in Skyview Temple is a lot of like him just kind of moseying around the arena and you just kind of circling him. You yeah. know, um, there's a little bit of dagger action and a, a bit of a sword like a Naruto run that he does as well. But like. <laughs> 
but overall it's a kind of slow paced fight and this one moves a bit quicker and i I don't know i I liked it a bit more i still don't i i still have a hard time separating these girahim fights from like traditional zelda boss fights in my mind and i think i'll always be a little disappointed with them just for that reason because they're like at the end of a dungeon and i just want a zelda boss fight and they're giving me a girahim fight and i'm over here just like look maybe instead of you know spending development resources uh like hashing out yet another backtracking section of this game just slice that out and give me a dungeon boss and a gear him fight you know like i mean i actually totally would have been down with that like if we if we do the dungeon boss and then go to get the final flame and he's like ha bruh no that would have been kind of neat i'm here let's go let's fight no so one thing that always kind of i don't want to say like irritated me but always frustrated me with like his fights now I have a question. Are you guys playing? Um, are you guys playing? Nah, stick and button. No? Stick and button. It's superior. Same. All right. All right. So I will say stick and buttons works with all the other bosses. But when it comes to gear him, I have had the hardest time lining up. Like when he shoots the darts at you and you have to cut, you know, cut them a certain way. I don't know if it's just like, like my controller or whatever. I have the hardest time lining it up just right. Like I, I I swear I flick it like just the wrong way, just a little bit. And then it causes it to mess up. So the fights with him have been so frustrating when it comes to sick and buttons. And maybe that's just me, but when I've done it with motion controls, I've not had an issue. Every other boss fight, no issue. It's just him. Like it's so precise um, and I mess it up every time. Like I was getting so frustrated. I was like, what am I doing wrong? I was like, I'm flicking it the right way. Like, I, I oh, so that was always like my biggest issue with his fights. Um, I find I, I personally find diagonal strikes to be harder. That's that's me as well. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Everything else was fine. It was it was like if I didn't just get it in just the sweet spot, like it wouldn't yeah. register. Um, and when I played, I played it originally. Uh, when it first came out using the motion cr- controls and everything, um, it was still kind of an issue, but it wasn't that bad. Like it would still like read and register, but I have the, the hardest time um, with sticking buttons with that. But again, everything else like smooth as heck, like it was great. It was like all the bosses actually like made sense and um, the timing was correct and everything. But like with him, I always had the biggest issue. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I'm with you guys. I'm hopeless at making those diagonal parries when I'm fighting gear him. Yeah, I mess them up every, every single time, time I do it. It reminds me of my favorite arcade game of all time, which is the Star Wars trilogy arcade game. Oh, I can never get the Darth Vader diagonal. Oh, yeah, ever, like, literally ever. Yes, yes. So oh, frustrating. I know what you're talking about like yes. you get those oh. lightsaber duels, and it's giving you the arrows, and it's like slash this direction or this direction to parry the lightsaber. And it's like every time it's a diagonal one, I always screw that the hell up. Like I never get it you right. Keep, you keep messing it up, and, and like every time you miss it, you're like your soul. Yeah, right. Because because like, like no. I will always get like almost a perfect score up to that point, or like I'll pass every level, and yeah. I. I, I have yet in my entire life of playing that game at literally every opportunity I can have yet to beat Darth Vader a single time. Yeah. Yeah. That's me as well. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's one of my biggest failures as a gamer <laughs> and makes me very sad. So this seems, 
this seems like a good time to announce our upcoming uh, side podcast, which is the uh, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade Retrospective Podcast. <laughs> we're gonna yes, heck yeah. We're gonna play awesome. it one time. We'll get like ninety eight percent. We'll hate our lives and then <laughs> we'll cry. We'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> You'll, you'll get 98%. You'll get perfect in everything else, but the dark exactly. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do Can't, it. It's impossible. I, if you have done it, please let us know because I don't think it's possible. <laughs> such a, it's such like a deep cut that doesn't even necessarily have overlap with like Zelda games. Almost but none. Yes, almost, almost none. <laughs> almost none at all. Um, <laughs> but it cuts just as deep. <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, Matt, look, you're the, you're the guy who loves these gear him fights. Yes. Do you have a favorite one of the three? Because we've got one more after this. Uh, the, the next one is definitely the best. Okay, like, it's cool. just so much more in-depth and like so cool. Yeah. Well, and this is like Gearhim starts getting his little outfit change deal going on here, which Ooh, is yeah. fun. And like he's yeah, he's at sure. the halfway point with his outfit change right now, which like leaves some to be desired, in my opinion. Um, but his next phase where he just goes straight like onyx black with the white eyes and he's like yes. ripped as hell and it's like intimidating yeah oh i'm so excited yeah so we fight gear him we beat gear him at the end we purify our sword with another sacred flame and what do you know it's a wee baby master sword it is a wee baby master sword oh you know you know what i love sword. about this master sword actually and, and honestly i like it a little bit better than this one thing this one thing is the filigree on the um scabbard is silver instead of gold and i think that looks super cool oh, i didn't even notice that i'll have to go look at it Green. yeah it's dope go check it out i always love i think wind waker's got a version of this master sword too where it's not fully upgraded and like the the little um cross guard pieces are folded up on the blade and it's kind of like the shy master sword. <laughs> like <laughs> shy, it's shy. That's shy funny. Yeah. It's, it's like, it just needs to come out of its shell a little bit, you know, I hadn't thought about that. That's funny. Yeah. Aww, that's <laughs> <good though. laughs> the master sword. So regardless, it's always really, it'll grow, it'll grow up big and strong one day. Uh, yeah. You just have yeah, to water know, right? it. <laughs> but, but anyway, I mean, I always, I, I love getting to this point in the game where it's like, yep, that's the Master Sword. Cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. Good stuff. Okay, um, Matt, Kylie, do either of you have any last words on the dungeon, the fire sanctuary that you want to get in before we move on? Mm, nope. Um, no, I said, I think I, I think I covered my, my points. Cool. So well, in that case, let's go on to part four, which is where we talk side quests. We get into the side quests that we, uh, took on in this section of the game and, uh, any highlights that we have off of those, I guess I'll go ahead and just go first and say that for me, um, I went on an upgrading spree. Yeah. Prior to this dungeon, like I, I completely maxed out all my shields, all my items, except for the the different bags, like I didn't, I'm not going to upgrade my bomb bag, probably, for instance, or like my, I did my just I had satchel. The materials. Like, well, if I had had the materials, I would have, but I think I was missing like five ornamental skulls for the bomb bag. And oh, I was yeah, like, no, F that. And it was like, F that noise, I'm whatever. Um, but all the shields, all the items, bows, slingshot, beetles, all those, that's great. I love having, I mean, I've said on this show before that I really enjoy the, um, the shield upgrade. 
uh, mechanics in this game specifically. And so I just, even if I don't use them much, really love having the final version of, yeah, they look, they all look great. They all look so good. So did all that. Um, and then that was kind of fun because, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed doing this kind of thing in Breath of the Wild too, like knowing where a specific item or material that I need is and going to like farm it for a bit. Um, and so it's, I only spent like 45 ish minutes doing that. And if I had had to do it any longer, I think it would have overstayed its welcome, but um, it was fun. Like kind of having to go back down to the surface and kind of, you know, it's like, Oh, I need this tumbleweed from here. or I need this thing from there and spend a minute just kind of, kind of farming for those materials so mm-hmm. that was a that was a pretty good time i caught up with a few uh goddess cubes i maxed out the bamboo fighting game which was fun that's always a good time Ooh, good old peter is, it is peter? it is peter <laughs> cool yes so i i have a oh god i can't believe i'm mentioning this but you guys will find this funny so my kyle and i when we played it um kyle kept calling him peter in the same voice um from family peter guy Griffin. the same way that peter. he calls peter, peter. peter yeah he's like peter yeah yeah but he the way that um i can't remember his name uh the guy that uh he's in the he's in the wheelchair completely missing his name i know the actor but he he goes peter, oh like yes that. like he doesn't a very like joe yeah so every joe that's it joe and uh, so every time Kyle would mention Peter, he would say it Peter. in that voice. And we got, yeah, he'd be like, hey, Peter. <laughs> like he would say it and we would get laughing so hard. Like it was so stupid, but it was one of those things like we've been playing for like 12 hours straight. And like, I got to that little, like, cause I, cause I know if you do um, the, the, the bamboo thing, like you can get really rare items to, to upgrade stuff. So that's why I kept doing it. So Kyle kept constantly, you know, saying Peter in that voice and he kept making like family guy references. We were giggling so much because of that. It's so dumb, but just him literally going, Hey, Peter, <laughs> that same voice. Like we could not stop laughing. I was like, this is so stupid, but it's hilarious. <laughs> that guy, Matt and I have talked about this on the show before too, but that guy has the most legendary outfit. Just like he gives, Oh, he for gives, sure. He for gives no sure. about what he is wearing, and I no, love it. He, no, he 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 dresses exactly how he wants, and he knows he looks. Fine. <laughs> 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 he knows. He knows. He knows. He. Uh, he. Uh, yeah. He knows his. Uh, his dress. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, let's see. I finished up the whole deal with Fledge. Got the gratitude crystals for that. Yep. Uh, um, Did that as well. And then I spent a whole night just kind of wandering around Skyloft, picking up all the gratitude crystals that are just sort of floating there. Yeah. Um, so that was all good. I got the cursed medal from Betro. Um, I opened the chest, even though he told me not to, because no, no please don't open that chest. It's horrible. Never the contents were horrifying. Um, actually, it's a, it's a pretty cool little medal for item farming. But anywho, uh, so yeah, I think that's that's about what I got up to with side quests this week. Matt, what, where are you at? Uh, I mean, I pretty much did all of that, hunted some goddess chests uh, to really rack up my rupee count um, for really no reason whatsoever. Um, fully maxed out the bow, fully maxed out the bomb bag, uh, almost fully maxed out the um, 
quiver, but you need another goddess plume for that. And I don't have one currently, so I need to go find one. Um, uh, I did Fledge's um, pumpkin shooting thing, which is so much fun, but also very hard. Like, I forgot how hard that is. Um, but yeah, super fun for that. That about it? Yeah, I think so. That's about it. Kylie, do you have a, a side quest just in the game generally that stands out to you as having been a really good time? I mean, you d- it doesn't have to be like one that you did in this particular week that you were playing. I know that's hard to remember. Uh, yes. It's not, I mean, it's not exactly like a good time because it's, it's kind of stressful doing it, but I love the little pumpkin side quest where you have to stack. Oh pumpkins. my gosh. And you have to very carefully. I think you are on like, your own in that one. <laughs> oh my lord. Like, listen, listen. It is the hardest. I just think it's super cute. It was so cute, in fact, that I actually did a, I actually made a stack of pumpkins um, based off of that scene for Link. I did it years ago because I thought it was so hilarious. The side quest itself is absolutely like ridiculously hard like if you so much as sneeze while you're playing it or even just like look away for a couple seconds like the whole thing falls yeah you're done um but i thought the side quest was just incredibly cute and just like i don't know it was just different than all the other ones so like i I really enjoyed it despite the fact that it is incredibly hard i just thought the atmosphere and the quest itself was incredible when when i did that (laughs) this was a few weeks ago but when i did that i failed so many times that i was sitting there thinking to myself like man at this point it has got to be like from a business standpoint horrible for you to continue letting me do this to your your pumpkins like like you crushed so many yeah like at some point you guys are just out of pumpkins you know and 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 like was it worth it dude like i know i know you're pissed that i broke your chandelier but also i've now cost you more money in pumpkins yeah right so (laughs) oh man it is difficult no getting around that so that's a good pick it's a good pick um, all right, let's move on to part five, which is Z-targeting, where we lock onto fascinating characters or enemies that we happened across. Um, Matt, you go first. What's your, Z, what's your uh, Z-targeting pick for this week? So I'm going to use my one of my main character picks this week. Get at him. Oh, so Kylie, we had this rule going into Skyward Sword where we could we were only allowed to pick Zelda, Girahim, and Link. And Groose, one time each. Like, <laughs> there was a limit on the amount of times that we could pick. Yeah. And, and Groose. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> limit on the amount of time that you can pick uh, any one of those dudes. And Matt has already used Zelda. 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 Yeah, okay. I used Zelda. Okay, beginning. cool. Okay, all right. That's cool. fair. That's so fair. there you go. Girahim. And I think that that's a really solid pick. Girahim has a lot of, as we were mentioning earlier, a lot of really fun and interesting characterization <laughs> in this the tongue thing gets me every time man I <laughs> so know. gross oh it's crazy it, uh, he, so he actually reminds me of a uh an old final fantasy character named kefka um i think he was the final boss in like final fantasy one or two i truly cannot remember i'm sorry final fantasy fans if i'm botching this i just remember he's an older dude um, but he looks like a clown, but it's the same kind of get up and the same like flamboyantness that like, mm-hmm. him has. Um, so for the longest time, when I like when I first saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, he looks 
he looks just like Kafka. Like he's the same, it's the same dude just 15 years later. Um, but no, that's, that's a good, that's a good pick and fine. You can steal him from. Oh, him. I'm sorry, Kylie. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, he, no. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, it's all I'm going to go with Bronzy, who I believe, I think it's Bronzy, who's the leader of the Magma clan. I mean, I was just going to do a cover over all of them, but you stole the Kylie, it's, it's fine. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that, this, this Magma is just kind of like the hippie, you know, the hippie boss of the Magma yes. clan. And uh, he's, you know what? He's got a good personality. He's this, he's just in that temple to do some, to do some looting and, and hang out. So yeah, cool. Respect to yep. you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Kylie, I think that we've like thoroughly robbed you of all of the all the options that you wanted to do for this. It's all, it's all good. Um, I mean, you covered a, a single a single manga, but like I honestly really enjoyed like all of them, like coming across the different the different um, versions of them. And I feel like each one kind of had like a unique personality and they had a unique design, which I thought was really cool instead of them all kind of being the same. Um, each one of them had like a certain, you know, design or trait that kind of led to their character. And I, I thought that was, that was really cool. So just them as a whole, I, I thought cool. was really neat. The entire Magma clan. That's that- the entire clan. Since you took the one from me. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never let you live it down. I, I find, I find your response to be acceptable. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, I had to work with a, what I had. You guys took it's the a good, it's a good pick. It's a really good pick. <laughs> cool. All right, that has been part five, which is Z targeting. Let's move on to part six, which is our final thoughts. Matt, you want to put a, a, a succinct as possible bow on this whole section of the game? Sure. Um. So I think this section of the game. Um, ties up our hunt for the sacred flames in a, in a satisfying way um, with a good silent realm, a decent use of backtracking, horrible use of scrapper, the robot in an annoying way. Um, and, and it's like a good dungeon. Like, I think if I had to give this section of game, like a score, I'd give it like a seven or eight out of 10. I mean, it's probably seven. I'd give it a seven out of 10 overall which is like still good you know what i mean like it's good it doesn't blow me away um what caps it off for me though is just a satisfying uh gear him fight and um i know that not that doesn't resonate with everybody but for me personally love it and now we has master sword sounds good this has been yeah Mm -hmm. this has been the sacred realms rundown we will of course be back next week no excuse me we will, of course, be back next week with another installment of the Sacred Realms Rundown covering uh, Kill It With the, the Fire. The Kill Me Now section. <laughs> yeah, the Song of the Hero backtracking oh, no. utter utter bullshit section of this game. So God yeah, speed, thank you very much for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll remember that you uh, you at the very least uh, like emotionally have our backs when we... <laughs> I, I have... 
bestowed my Captain Dangerous blessing. Oh, on you. thank you. <laughs> well, if, if any if anything could make it better, then that's it. <laughs> I wish you all luck because I know exactly what you guys are about to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's all part. It's all part of the deal. We knew that this was there when we were, you know, when we got into this game, and so here we here we are. The time right. has come. We couldn't avoid it forever. The reckoning has arrived. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho. Kylie, you know what? As always, this is just a freaking good time. And we are so happy that you could make time to be on the show and chat with us about yet another awesome game. Anytime. Oh, in time. Like uh, anytime. Like I said, I absolutely enjoy having these chats with you guys. Like it's, it's like the highlight of my week, month, you know, whatever, whenever we record, I always look forward to just being able to sit and chill and talk about my favorite, you know, games, Zelda, whatever, have a drink and just be able to chat with you guys. Like I, I absolutely love it. We love it just as much as you do so much so that, uh, I mean, as always, you have a, you have a, a never expiring, um, pass to come onto this show for any dungeon that you, that you feel like you want to cover. And if indeed the next game that we play is linked to the past, as I have a feeling it's probably going to be, uh, you need, yes, you need to start thinking ahead and let us know. Oh, I'm, I'm right. prepared. Like I said, it's the Zelda game I've beaten the most. Okay. I'm ready. All right. We'll be, we'll be hitting <laughs> you up as soon as we know one way or the other. And yeah, first right of refusal. It's all you guy. Awesome. I'm stoked. Sounds great. Um, Kylie, real quick, before we get out of here, will you just remind everybody where, uh, where they can see all the amazing content that you produce, all your photography, your social channels, that stuff. Of course. So I am Captain Dangerous on Instagram. I am Dangerous Pixels on Facebook and I am Cap Dangerous 64 on Twitter. Um, I am Captain Spooky on there because I change it for Captain Spooky. (laughs) So, Happened spooky. Yeah. So uh, that's really where I'm at the most. I don't really have any other channels besides that. So yeah, um, hit me up, check, check out my work, whatever you guys want to do. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely go take a look at all the stuff that she's making, because uh, like we said before, she has some of the literal coolest clients in the world that you could possibly want oh, as a, guys. as a photographer. So yeah, it's awesome stuff. Cool, cool. Well, everybody, this has once again been an excellent time. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here for the week. We'll catch up with you guys again next week for another section of the game. If you enjoyed today's show and you would like a little extra Sacred Realms in your life, you can head over to patreon.com slash sacredrealmspod and you can become a patron. If you've got no rupees, it is just not a problem. Five-star Apple Podcast reviews are a great free way to support us. More reviews means that more people see our show. Makes us very happy, Hylians. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sacred Realms Pod for updates on the podcast and for behind-the-scenes action. Sacred Realms will be back next Wednesday with our thoughts on Skyward Sword Chapter 9, which is, of course, eh, the song of the hero, the tad tones, (laughs) losing all your items, just hit me over the head with a rock. Um, <laughs> Skyward Sword can, of course, be played in its original format on the Wii or the Wii U, or you can play the superior version, which is Skyward Sword HD on the Nintendo Switch. We, of course, would love for you to play along with us um, and share your thoughts with us on our social channels. In the meantime, though, may your hearts be full. May your arrows never miss. We will catch you 
next time. Sacred Realms is an independent podcast production, which is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lyndon Willoughby. Our music comes from Zelda and Chill by Mikkel and is graciously provided to us by Mikkel and Game Chops Records. Zelda and Chill is available to stream on Spotify or to purchase directly from GameChops.com. Finally, our thanks go to Nintendo for creating such exceptional and innovative experiences.